Welcome to Nancy Wilson's Femina Podcast. This audio is brought to you by Canon Press. Before we get started, I wanted to let you know that brand new on the Canon app is a video webinar with Rachel Jankovic on body image and the Christian life. Download the app today from the app store of your choice and subscribe to watch. Welcome to the Feminine Podcast. This is Nancy Wilson. Thank you for joining me today. I thought today I'd talk about fellowship. And of course, the starting point for fellowship is our fellowship with God Himself. Without being in fellowship with God, we couldn't enjoy fellowship with one another. So the starting point for all of our fellowship is fellowship with God. 1 Corinthians 1.9 says, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. God did the initiating. He did the calling. He wanted to bring us into fellowship with him, our creator, our maker. Talk about reaching out to the down and outers. (laughs) So while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So by means of the cross, we've been joined to Christ. We are in Christ. We're spiritually united to Christ. And that's what it means to be in fellowship with God. And we've been brought near. And this is the most amazing thing, that God would want to fellowship with us. Now, as a result of that fellowship that we have with the Father, we enjoy fellowship with one another. But let me just say a few more things about fellowship with God first. Because In order to have fellowship and enjoy fellowship with our fellow saints, fellow saints, fellowship, (laughs) we have to be right with God. So what is it that breaks our fellowship with God? Well, ultimately nothing because Christ did all the work. But when we are in sin, we, we are out of fellowship with God. We are still his children but we're not enjoying our fellowship with him. And I was thinking that one of the things that gets in the way of our fellowship with God, one of the sins that can creep in, I mean, there's all kinds that can creep in, let's be fair. But right now, I think fear, anxiety, worry, as we watch our culture just sort of disintegrating in Oh, just almost daily, just seeing things falling apart around us so we can be tempted to really be anxious or worry about the future, worry about what will it be like for our kids or what's going to happen to our church and that kind of thing. We need to draw nearer to God again and trust Him and stay in fellowship with Him and not listen to all the worries and anxieties and what might happen and what we will do if that happens and so forth right? So don't let creeping fears and worries, anxieties, telling yourself bad stories interfere with your fellowship with God. Because if we're going to stand in the days ahead, whatever that might call us to, we have to be standing now. We have to be trusting Him now so that we will have the grace to stand tomorrow and the next day and so forth. When we're in fellowship with God, then we can enjoy fellowship with one another. And that's a sweet benefit from being in fellowship with God. This is the body 
of Christ. And 1 John 1, 3, that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. So we are brothers and sisters in Christ, and it has to be the real thing. We can't fake it. You know, I remember having a very nice young man to dinner years ago when Doug was still a student, and it was a Mormon man, and he was very nice and very polite. And so, of course, we were talking about Mormonism and the Christian faith and where they did not match up at all. But finally, I remember saying to him, you know, you're a very nice guest. You're courteous and polite, but you don't have the Holy Spirit. It's just missing. I just can tell. It's not there. The Spirit is not there. And he said, oh, I know. He said, because we don't believe the Holy Spirit comes in and dwells within us. And he also added, he said, I can go into a room and point out the Christians. I can tell. And I just thought that was a phenomenal statement that he could tell who was full of the Spirit in a room full of people. And so we want to be aware of what we are, you know, who we are and how we're viewed from outsiders. And I think that's sometimes very intimidating to them. And it's not just that we're trying to be nice and polite, courteous people. It's that we have the joy of the Lord. We're in fellowship with God through Christ. And that shows and that makes a difference. But sin interferes, obviously, with that. So that's where we have to pay attention not to let sin interfere with our fellowship with God and then with one another. So what is it that hinders fellowship? So I thought I'd just hit a few things here. Here we are, brothers and sisters in Christ. What can get in the way of enjoying good fellowship? Well, one of the things is when we think we don't need anyone. We feel self-reliant, autonomous, and this is prideful. You know, we go to church, but we scoot in, we scoot out. We think we need solitude, but what we really need is fellowship. Or we might be too reluctant or shy to ask for it, and yet we have to be friendly. We can't wait for others to be friendly. I know it's an intimidating thing to walk into a church for the first time. I just think of the many new people that are coming to our church now, and gracious. It takes some courage to walk in amongst all these people who all seem to know one another, but that's not true. We're all still trying to get to know one another, but be friendly. Make it easy for people to get to know you. Don't play hard to get or dash out the door before anyone can say hi. Sometimes we think we have nothing in common with these people. They're not like us. And yet, if we are forgiven sinners, we have so much in common. Did Jesus die for them? Did he die for you? So Jesus fellowships with them. Are you above Jesus? (laughs) And the Father has drawn us into fellowship with him. And so how can we not enjoy fellowship with one another? Sometimes there's broken fellowship because of some sort of discord or strife, evil speaking or slandering or hurt feelings or grudges, lack of forgiveness record of wrongs, competition, all these things. Put them in the grave. Be done. Psalm 34, 12 through 14. Who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. 
depart from evil and do good, seek peace and pursue it. So put it away, be done with it, be in fellowship. Don't be out of fellowship. Sometimes this might require some help from the elders, like so-and-so has owed me money now for all these many months and he's avoiding me. You know, you might need someone to go to him. You might need to go to him yourself. Maybe you've already done that, but you just need to take steps to resolve broken fellowship as far as it's possible with you. All right. Be at peace with all men as far as it's possible with you. So sin will break fellowship. What will promote good fellowship? Well, let me quote Philippians 2, 1 through 4. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. All right. Being like-minded of one accord means having humility of heart and looking out for your sisters and brothers in Christ. The weaker ones, the stronger ones, the older ones, the younger ones, the ones you haven't gotten to know yet, the ones you've known for a long time, the newcomers, the old-timers. We're to be of one mind, which we can't very well do if we don't spend any time together. So we need fellowship with them all, not just a select group or your own age group or your old friends. We should always be drawing the circle bigger to include more, never drawing it tighter to exclude. And I just want to spend a minute here, because I've been here in our church community for so many years, of course I have old friends. And so I understand the temptation to just rely on your old friends and to find a certain sort of refuge there. And that's just not healthy. And it's not fruitful. We need to be opening our arms and bringing people in and not just saying, no, no, we were old friends. So, <laughs> sorry, you can't come. <laughs> no, no, no. Because how dreadful. The body of Christ is so full of so many people who need our fellowship and we need theirs. We're a body. So, for instance, if you think of our physical bodies, you know, the, our whole body has to work together. And when one part is hurting, the whole thing needs an Advil, right? So it's, we have to remember all these new people who are coming need fellowship with us and we need to open our arms and welcome them in. Even if they're tracking in some mud and <laughs> we have to bear with one another in love, right? And not draw the circle tighter, but open our arms and include new people. and be humble and consider them above yourselves. Consider their interest above the interest of your little tight group. So fellowship looks like this. Here are a few things. It looks like mutual affection and love for one another. It looks like concern for one another and sympathizing with one another, being open-hearted, praying together, being ready to help one another, sowing good works plentifully, and being generous, open-handed, not looking for anything in return. And I do believe that I have the privilege of living in 
close community with many generous people. Women making meals for one another, men going to help unload trucks. There's just so much that I have no idea. It's all under the radar of so many people reaching out, taking care of each other and ministering to one another and being generous. They inspire me to be the same way and to not be tight-fisted and to just open our doors, our hearts, our wallets, whatever it takes, and enjoying that kind of fellowship with one another. So just to encourage you, let me just read you a quote from Matthew Henry to wrap this up. He's speaking here of the New Testament Christians. They brought the comforts of God's table along with them to their own, which had two good effects upon them. It made them very pleasant and enlarged their hearts with holy joy. It made them very liberal to their poor brethren and enlarged their hearts in charity. They welcomed the poor to their tables, not grudgingly, but with all the hearty freedom imaginable. So when we live this way, the unbelievers are drawn as well. And so enjoy your fellowship with God. And when your fellowship with Him is sweet and good, and you're not allowing sin to creep in, and you're confessing your sins, then you're able to enjoy open-handed fellowship with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you so much for joining me today, and have a lovely day. 